Hi, I'm Dan, and I despise Netflix and CBS and all the Christmas movies. Hi, I'm Jax, and I love being in CBS Christmas movies. I'm Alonzo, and I'll be generous to a CBS Christmas movie that has my very good friend in it. And this is the Deck the Hallmark Deck Netflix the Hallmark CBS Netflix. podcast. Woo! Deck the Hallmark, it's his podcast. Oh boy, oh boy. We lied to you in the theme song. Brand's not here. He heard we were talking about a Jacqueline Collier movie and he just felt like there was no integrity in it. And so yeah, he said, true. I'm out. He said, No, I'm out. But here we are at the finale of the Deck the Netflix podcast for 2022 guys how are we feeling it's been a ride it's been a ride it has (laughs) i can't believe that i'm here talking about a movie that i was in with two real film critics that's right i appreciate (laughs) that i've been lumped in as a real film critic um that's gonna go in my diary i don't write a diary but it's gonna go in there dear diary today i was called a real film critic that are very have a very discerning eye and 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 will let me know how bad the movie that I was well, Daniel in Daniel has done two podcast episodes with me where we talked about Jean Dielman the that's right. new sight and sound yeah. chart topper so I Which think yes I feel Dan, like we be a real that's I, no 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 I will take it I, I'm honored to take it because you've actually have the degrees and like did I just saw recently on Twitter you got into some big another big thing this year right <laughs> Uh, I, I am now a member of National Society. Of Come on. How did I miss that, Alonzo? I'm a terrible friend. That's fantastic, uh, dude. Are I was wondering me? where your cookie bouquet was. It's but, unbelievable. You know, it's all right. Uh, it's unbelievable. Alonzo, in our defense, you're doing too many incredible things for us to keep. <laughs> I'll take it. That's Thank right. Um, Time I, to start that diary. Yeah, yeah no kidding. Um, yeah, so I, I will say this. I got, We don't have time for this, but... I can't believe John Dealman is one. I'm so happy it's on a list. I can't believe it's at w- one of a best movie of all time list. But I mean, fascinating. It made for great Twitter conversation. Uh, yeah, sure. That. And look, I'm no big fan of Vertigo, so I, I have no problem yeah. with it. Oh, okay. All right. Wow. <laughs> just just spinning I, I, on I don't, I don't hate Vertigo, but it's like not even in my top 10 Alfred Hitchcock movies. It's not in my top four or five Alfred Hitchcock movies. I would agree yeah. with you. Right? Right, Jax? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> where's where's Brand when you need him? Where's Brand when like. you need him? That's exactly right. Um, I don't uh, like I don't like playing the role of the dunce. So I don't need to know things, but I never. like when Brand's here to balance things. Hard, Brand, no, I love hardly you. ever. I love that that is as close to a a just a put down as I've ever heard from Jax, which is she just called Brand stupid, and when we didn't I, get it. I say as soon as I said it, I immediately regret. <laughs> like, face went flush. What have I done? You would think Brand was like a bad child actor or something yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> um all right so let's we got it we got a good one today it is yes. Jacqueline Collier presents a Jacqueline Collier's a fit for Christmas um starring Jacqueline starring Collier. Jacqueline Collier that's exactly right this is very very excited you do get to give a snow pun which I'm sure we'll get to here in a little bit um are we ready to dive into this thing Oh, that's all right. Fit for Christmas aired after the Bengals Chiefs game in December of 2022, (laughs) and it went a little something like this. 
Audrey just returned home to mistletoe for the holidays and jumps right into teaching a weird dance class. Her and her boyfriend Bradley decide to take a break. We were on a break! And she's kind of bummed. She's catching up with her friend Lisa and she finds out there's some ski resort that wants to move into town so her coffee shop is potentially at risk. The stakes couldn't be higher. It feels like everything is falling, especially after her NYC gym shut down. She's walking down the street and bumps into this dude named Griffin who hates Christmas in the same way Dan hates Christmas. Brand spelled Christmas with an F there. Christmas. That's what he did. They don't get along, but he ends up showing up to one of her dance classes. Then he shows up to give an emphasized... Nope. And Good gosh, he can't spell emphatic impassioned uh-huh. impassioned with an h impassioned with an h impassioned speech at a town meeting where he has a conversation with one of the best actors of our generation bradley calls audrey clearly he misses her and he says there's a big company that wants to hire them to do workout classes for them she's hesitant because it would mean losing control of the types of classes she teaches. Audrey decides to start a campaign, a kick line, if you will, to save the rec center, and Griffin is like, that is so dumb. In the process of campaigning for the ski resort, he ends up being like, well, Audrey's cool, so they compete in a mistletoe ring toss game, and if he wins, she has to go to dinner with him. He wins. They get dinner, and they enjoy themselves. Then he goes to her place, and they start talking, but there's a knock on the door. It's Bradley, and it's awkward. She does a high-kick event to raise money, and everyone comes out, including Griffin. Griffin is invested. Bradley decides to do what Bradley does and and throw money at his problems, uh, giving Audrey quite the engagement ring. It's time for the town to vote, and ultimately the town votes to let them build the ski lodge thanks to the final, final vote from the greatest score of our generation. I don't know what that means. The greatest score? Okay. Um, also, she's wearing the ring for some reason. She goes outside and is sad, so she puts on the ring. Griffin comes out and starts shouting sh- shouting his shot. Come on, man. Starts shooting his shot, but then sees the ring, so he leaves. Griffin talks with his dad about how much he loves the town. His dad says to go for it. They're at a party. Griffin announces that they're working with the community center uh, into the design, so she tells Bradley to bounce and tells Griffin she's in, and they kiss really big ones, and that, my friends, was fit for Christmas. (laughs) So many buttons. We did it? I gotta be honest. I don't know how Brand gets... He wrote this, and he can't be with us today. He's protesting Jack's movie, as I've already said. Uh, And there are... Chris Fumas impassioned with an H somehow it's no a mess out here supposed to see it you know it, it, it is a mess out here and i did the best i could um let what were you gonna say something jack oh i think i know what the greatest score was what was it i believe he was talking about me again the greatest actor yeah i was trying to figure that out i thought it was the I greatest actor. To puzzle through it i think it was a callback to his earlier one but sure. greatest <laughs> score of our generation well, like was hans is, is a is a pain hans zimmer then, did the score for fit for christmas i don't know if you knew it was it's a, got a c-r-o and you know he <laughs> did it in a way that was like oh score then okay. can you imagine during the big vote like a giant pipe organ just bang yeah. just <laughs> fantastic hey let's get to uh, what we talked about this, uh, talk, thought about this, I don't host ever, thought about this movie with a hot take in all the fields, but not before we take a quick break here on Deck the Netflix CBS. 
well, I'm home for the holidays, and um, I'm spending a lot of time with my family, and that gets you thinking, am I really prepared for life? Let's talk about it, life insurance. It's very important. I, I have it. I got it a couple years ago, and I got to say, I just feel a little bit better about the worst case scenario. But one thing that everybody would agree on is the fact that life insurance is confusing. It's hard to figure out. Where do I start? And I'm here to tell you to start with Policy Genius. Policy Genius was built to modernize the life insurance industry. And with Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $17 per month for $500,000 of coverage. Sheesh, sheesh kebab. Uh, and no wonder they have thousands of five-star reviews on Google and Trustpilot. They make it super easy to find the policy that makes sense for you. You and your loved ones deserved financial safety net. You deserve a smarter way to find it and buy it. So head to policygenius.com and click the link or just click the link in the description to get your free life insurance course to see how much you could save. Go to policygenius.com. We're back here discussing Jacqueline Collier's Jacqueline Collier presents a fit for Christmas starring Jacqueline Collier. Let's get to the hot take. I'm going to start with the one, the only, this is great. No one gets to give a hot take before the person in the movie on pins and needles, Jacqueline Collier, take it away. (laughs) I mean, no surprise here. Obviously I I love this one. It's the film of our generation. (laughs) I'm a little too close to it to obviously uh, give an impartial opinion. But what I will say is that I don't think this movie reinvents the wheel or does anything we haven't seen before. But what I like about it is that I think it's just a touch funnier. The banter's better um, than most of these types of movies. We're doing like all our tropes with like trying to raise money and the big bad businessman and the ex-boyfriend failed business and the daddy daughter moments. But I think they're just a little bit better than what, I'm used to seeing on Hallmark, or at least old Hallmark. Uh, Or old Hallmark. Um, And I will say, I think that this is Paul Green's best. I thought his madcap comedy, I thought he was utilized really well in this. So he gave me a lot of the giggles. Um, So yeah, obviously this is not going to be an impartial hot take, but (laughs) I liked it. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, didn't see it coming, Alonzo. (laughs) Um, so, you know, it is, it is what it is. Uh, (laughs) This is worth the whole day right here. (laughs) I'll say this. It is, it is hella cozy. Like this movie is all about your fireplaces and your like snow and your cocoa and your gingerbread lattes, actually more specifically. Um, I, it is fun to watch Paul Green play somebody who's this sort of aggressively douchey. I don't, I don't think that's the thing that people cast him as usually. And uh, it turns out to be right in his wheelhouse. Um, and uh, I, I think that he and 
the leading lady has uh, Amanda Clues have some really terrific chemistry. Um, and this sounds dumb, but I appreciated that she was tall. Like and there, there was, <laughs> you don't see a lot of actors. Like you can tell a lot of actresses they build the set around them like the Incredible Shrinking Man, so that you know they <laughs> they they look like they're the same height as everybody else. And she's like you know she's kicking those legs up, and it's like she's a rocket, you know. Uh, and so I, I I really I like the physicality of the performance. I think like I said I think the the chemistry is good. And very often with these movies, because like Jack says, they're not reinventing the wheel. They are giving you the sort of tropes that you want. It often comes down to who's in it. And I think who's in it, including, of course, Jacqueline Collier, uh, you know, is what makes this one fun. Uh, yeah, thanks so much, Alonzo. Uh, this movie's real bad. Um, the, uh, the, is it better than the engagement plot? Way better. Oh okay. my so gosh. I'm moving up. I'm moving up. Yeah. But, this, but needed more hats. This is yeah, the, of course. this is the Jean Dealman of engagement plots. Um, <laughs> the, uh, so this is one of those movies that they made like a robot made. You know what I mean? Like it took all of the An things. AI program. That's right. It just was like ski lodge, uh, kick, kick line, uh, ba- coffee shop, uh, things. Um, and it, it's unfortunate. Um, the two lead, like Paul Green has never been better. I will agree with that statement. He is very like overtly charismatic in this movie and I've never really seen him do this bit before, and it's he does a good job. I've never seen Amanda Klutz in anything, and she was really dynamic. Um, weirdly enough, I, I, I know that you're going to think I'm crazy, Jax. I felt like it was a character you could play. Like I, like when I, I'm serious. Like Thank I, when I watch the fitness aspect. Well, yeah, you're big into like we did. Oh my gosh, the number of Zumba classes we did. No, just uh, like in general, I felt like it was like a, 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 a something that I could see you playing. If the casting directors will just give our girl a chance out here, I think Thank they would you. see that. Um, and so the two leads do help this movie from being a complete and utter waste of time. But make no mistake, like CBS aired this the CBS of Christmas movies, like the safest JAG NCIS, you know, that's what they did. They weren't trying to do anything different. They're like, let's take the thing and let's just inject it with more of the thing and then put the thing on TV. It was, there was nothing special about it uh, from that perspective. And so it's just another one on the pile, uh, aside from the fact that the one and only Jacqueline Collier does make an appearance, uh, which is a great segue into our next segment, which is all the feels. Jax, what were your feels? I had a couple of feels. Um, So when I said that Paul Green's never been better, there's this moment, and it's a tiny, tiny moment that is, you know, pretty much... I think would go unnoticed. It's not very significant, but um, it really hit me because when they're doing the trivia night and they're competing against each other, um, Audrey's team wins. And Amanda Clues does this like big celebration and she beats Griffin's team. And instead of looking annoyed or frustrated or just like rolling his eyes, Paul Green gets this huge smile on his face. Like he just can't help be charmed by her. And that moment just kind of hit me in the feels. I thought it was a really interesting choice and an unexpected choice and not the easy choice that if you're playing the big bad businessman that you would make, but he's a very sophisticated actor in these types of roles. Like he knows how to do it. He does a great Um, job with that. Like he does that all movie long where he's like, he doesn't really like, he's just like smitten. 
Like he's just like you. I like you're just adorable. I can't really get mad at you, even though I'm trying to take your lodge. Like I can't, or make a lodge and take your thing or whatever. Like he, he just can't. You know, he can't not be like enamored with her. And I thought that was a really fun choice that you don't see in these movies that often. Yeah, and I think he feels confident enough in this um, space that he's like, okay, I can like fit the mold to break the mold. Um, and then three more little quick feels that I have because I probably have the most feels. So this is, you know, um, I love that Amanda's son Elvis was in it. Um, he, I followed Amanda's whole journey when her husband, Nick Cordero, was suffering from COVID. And, and I really admire her. And I love her son Elvis. And it was really cool that Anna White wrote a part for him. And he did such a great job. Um, is and, he I mean, the kid he, who hands them the thing? Okay. Oh, that's yeah, fine. And you know I won't mention the kid actor unless he does. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's why you had to mention Elvis. him. That's right. Yes, yes, yes. And Got then it. Amanda um, in the scene, the dad-daughter scene, takes place at night when she's talking about her mom and about the rec center and, you know, this really sort of heavy conversation. Um, that night, had that um, scene had been switched from a, it's supposed to be shot in the day to being shot at night, and they didn't have a costume for her. And she had worn her husband's shirt to set that day. And she said, can you let me wear Nick's shirt in this scene? So, um, yeah, I thought it was wow. really emotional. And I was oh, there the sweet. day they shot that. And she said, I really want to wear Nick's shirt. And it was really special uh, wow. to see that. Wow. Um, yeah, so it was, it was really moving. And I guess my final feel was um, when it was time for the vote, there was this, incredible actress who I felt oh like my she goodness groundbreaking <laughs> and it was like she with, with just one line it was like the gravity of the movie yeah, yeah just yeah. rested everyone's holding their that, breath everyone's right. holding their breath and there's so much internal work going on oh you can see and, it it's layers yeah. mm. layers. It's layers her entire life has led to that oh moment. my goodness <laughs> Man. So that gave me all the feels. I hope we see more from her. Yeah, I hope we do too, for sure. <laughs> Alonzo, what do you got, sir? Uh, you know, and, and while I while I enjoyed seeing Paul Green, you know, being kind of douchey, I also have to say because when he's on this show, he's always so like on and confident <laughs> and like large and in charge, and you know, giving you dietary recommendations and whatnot. <laughs> I kind of enjoyed watching him in discomfort in this movie. Whenever he would in it was put in a position that was sort of like awkward or embarrassing. It was like, okay, you know, you can do that because you're not, because you don't see that in real life ever. At least I haven't in my limited encounters with him. You know, he's, he's a, he's a, he's a brass band of a gentleman. So to see him like have to be uncomfortable was kind of fun. Um, and then as somebody who is a big fan of Gilmore Girls, I have been primed over the years to enjoy a good town meeting. So I really, uh, I had town meeting feels. <laughs> that makes one of us. Um, I will say this. I probably shouldn't tell this, but I'm going to. First of all, Paul Green stopped by to see us several times at Christmas Con. Oh, and nice. He is such a thoughtful individual. Like, is always there to speak to you, not to come by to do a tour. He's mm -hmm. just there to talk to you, and it's great. And I just, I can't tell you how awesome that is. He did tell me, and this is a hot take. He told me that in the long run, drinking Diet Coke was worse than smoking cigarettes. And he had to go. He had to. He said it as he walked away. And I did not have time for a follow-up. I just said, that's a hot take, Paul. And boy, was it. And I, I, you know what? He's going to listen to this and give me such a hard time. But he said it. And I can't believe he said it. I was like, 
what is going on right now? Paul Green I just think, told me. Go ahead. I think your body converts it into benzene. I have read some <laughs> horror stories about I mean, diet soda, but you sheesh. know, all right. Okay. For me to you know. Yeah, I have a one of my. I have two feels. One of them is, um, I when the dad, uh, Amanda Clute's dad, is really dry in this movie and really fun. Uh, when she's uh, doing something at the house and Paul Green's at the door and she says, tell him I'm not here. And then he literally brings Paul Green in to her and says, points to her and says, she's not here. Funny, worked for me. <laughs> like just out and out work for me. Um, and I really like that scene. And then second of all, yeah, you were, Jax, you were talking about the, the town meeting uh, where you just saw something. And I gotta be honest, you know, every generation we do have, you know, a talent that comes across and changes the game. And, and I feel like you could just see in the eyes of this character. Like <laughs> you could see that there was, there was hurt. There was happiness. There was uh whimsy. Um, there a was love of skiing. There was a, there was a love of skiing and there was a life yet to live. And, and, and there was a sense of wonder uh in this and like you know the, her face said a thousand words and, and mm -hmm, that was mm -hmm. really really moving which was helpful because she only had four lines that's, the entire yeah, that's right that's right that's right that's right that's right did you try to get out of powder to the people or did you just power through that one i was just so happy to have a pun i wanted paul's pun of course yeah, 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 yeah. no his was his was like all right i'll get I'll let you get away with that one and yours was like oh okay well, a man, a man should have been fight the powder, you know? Yeah. Fight the powder. That's right. Fight the oh, powder. Yeah. That would have been better. Oh my goodness. Um, I doubt we have any wait what's, but let's see if we do on the other side of this break here on deck, the Netflix CBS. We're back. Here we go. Deck the Netflix CBS. I got Jax. I got Alonzo. I've got no brand. He doesn't want any part of a Jax movie. That's what I heard. Um, <laughs> we're here for the wait what's. Jax, I know you were on the movie set, but what are you waiting? What are you wanting? Um, I have two. Uh, one that I, I can't answer and one that I can. So it's a wait what. But uh, I've gotten this question. Um, you know, people just wanted more Jackie. They're wondering why she's That's not right. in kick line, yeah. Yeah. why she's not getting coffee, you know. uh, why she isn't taking <laughs> the dance classes. And I'll tell you, it's because uh, the Canadian government makes it very difficult for American actors to work. Wow. And um, I was only allowed one day on set that even though I was in Canada while they were filming the fitness stuff, I was only allowed to work what? one day. Oh, my wow. goodness. I was um, because of the fact that Elvis and I were in the movie. Um, they had to add two Canadian actors with speaking lines so that we could be allowed to be in the movie. That's unbelievable. Um, so if you're wondering why I wasn't in more of it, it was because it, you're not, we well, weren't allowed. We I, I got to tell you, yeah, some people say it's easier in to play a, play a character that has your same name. But no, no, no. The levels of method you have to go to. When your name is Jackie, to play someone named a Jackie, a whole other Jackie. Yes. I mean, come on, you. I bet no. on. I bet on set, you were like, "Hey, like I've got to be this other Jackie the whole Please time." Please just call me Jackie. That's right. Jackie. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> call me <laughs> Jackie. And my name takes a Jackie J. So it was Jackie Jellin in my head. Jackie Jellin. And guys, I don't know. I don't know. You might not believe this, but like. Jollier. I, <laughs> Jackie Jollier. Jackie. Jackie. It's such a stretch. Such a stretch. Jackie Jollier. That's, that's way cuter. I like that better. Jackie Jollier. Um, you might not believe this, but I used my 
master's degree in acting to pretend that I like to ski. Wow. I don't I, like wow. to ski. I was going to, what? You wow. Don't, dude, That's a stretch I, now. What am I, what the hallmarks, but I'll get rid of it now. What the flicks, whatever. CBS, best CBS. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Uh, was, do you think that the character Jackie actually likes to ski or is just in for some Paul Green? Okay. No, I, I love that. I genuinely think she likes to ski. Okay. Wow. Um, okay. I think that she would say anything at that moment to please him because I also think she's a people pleaser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Um, Man, what a stretch. What a stretch, Jax. I just, it's just not you. <laughs> she's got a whole backstory going. <laughs> not me. One, one sweater or two? <laughs> one sweater or two? Yes. For, um, like you had, you had two, two, two town meetings. Same sweater? Same, oh, same sweater? One, or one was a full sweater outfit and one was a skirt and a different sweater. Gotcha. Um, and then the other, we, what, what, what the wait? What the wait, way? what is, we've been wait, doing wait, it for what? years, okay, Jack. Years. So just, Season five, y'all. <laughs> we're just talking about Jacqueline Collier's. That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, I don't, tell me if you guys saw this or what was happening, but um, they're having this lovely, cute little baking scene and something in the middle of it turn where all of a sudden I was like, is Paul Green super horned up right now? Because it just took a turn where I was like, I'm glad they're ending this scene because I don't know where he's going to take this. It just seems like it escalated. It does escalate on the nose scene. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It escalates really quickly and not naturally at all. (laughs) (laughs) It was something that is a great way. What there's no doubt about it. Uh, Alonzo, what do you got? Okay, so uh, uh, Audrey returns to mistletoe and the very next morning hops into the rec center to teach a class. I was like, okay, I get it. Her mom taught classes there. But like, was there another teacher that she had to shove out of the way? Was it a class that didn't exist, but somehow people in town heard about it? Like that, I I have questions. That all just seems very- I can answer that. I can answer that. Audrey says, I put it on my stories. So we're assuming that like the Mimicoots in real life, that Audrey has somewhat everyone's of a glued to her Instagram. That's right. Gotcha. Okay. But well, I am curious if there was a teacher there or what was going on. <laughs> you, that you that goes unanswered. Yeah. Mama's back in town. <laughs> um, so I, I, I as much as I did enjoy her performance and I do enjoy the banter between her and Paul Green, uh, she has been sort of written and directed to be very tantrumy. Like she does a lot of, yeah, <laughs> she does. You know, and yeah. it's like, that's a, weird choice for an adult lady um i I, I don't know it just and i know it's like it's a you know it's a woman director right on this one jessica Harmon. yes yes so i'm like okay so we all just decided this was what this adult new york woman is gonna act like when she's annoyed and it was like it was an odd choice but it was a choice um when they do the mistletoe toss and uh her dad says what color do you want and then they both toss identical the same color ring there are no there are no colors what color do you want i've got green and green pick like the rings were the same i thought oh maybe one will have white berries one will have red berries no no just they're completely identical so that was i don't know why that line was there how big is this rec center not because the whole movie revolves around the idea that they want to turn it into a ski lodge that's right it would have to be ginormous. We're talking like, cause a ski lodge is a hotel, but that also has like, cabins. you know, a hot tub and cabins and you know, all the, the, the accoutrement of a, of a ski resort. Like that, 
because 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 they're talking about buying the rec center and presumably the property that it is on. But like you would need to like bulldoze half the town to make a ski resort that was going to be a thing. So that I found kind of strange. Uh, and then this uh, Daniel, I need a, a straight guy uh, a call on this one. <laughs> I'm here. Put up the straight guy signal. <laughs> okay. The big moment towards the end where like he's as, as uh, Brand says, shouting his shot uh, and <laughs> <laughs> got to shout my shot. You know what I mean? He's got to shout a shot. He's, he's like pitching woo and sort of like kind of doing his, his big, you know, thing of like, I'm into you. But then he sees the diamond on her hand. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. Sorry. I didn't realize you were spoken for. Would a straight guy notice a new piece of jewelry on a woman's hand like that? Or is that a, a screenwriter well, control? I don't want to speak for all straight guys. Not hashtag not all straight guys. But I can tell you <laughs> right now, I would have never. Like, it would not have even crossed my mind. Like, the, yeah. the that's in my weight what's. But also... Heterosexual men and accessories are not necessarily... Yeah. You don't think of them as, like, yeah. catching on. But also, things. I just was like, why is she wearing the ring? Like, what, like if you're not sure... About a proposal, it was weird to put it on for me in the beginning. Well, the she was, place. I mean, she was by herself, you know. And yeah, I think she's kind of trying like, it on. That's fine. But yeah, yeah the and, fact and that it's kind of like, and then she forgot it was there or she didn't want to be like, oh, 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 no, wait, I mean, give me a second. You know? It would take, look, if, if, if I like, if, if I was around for a while, but like one brush of the hair to see the ring yeah. was something that was impressive. Yeah. That that yeah. I, I had I had questions. Yeah, so those are mine. Uh, can we talk about this state of the art fitness center that has all the all the amenities a fitness center needs? Um, small wood frame cottage, fireplace. Um, oh yeah, the fitness center has a fireplace and a wood frame cottage. They they are not in a fitness center. It is a borderline <laughs> church. People, they're not. There's n nothing in there is fitness center. Nothing. Dan, Dan, you got to be fair. They have two very large say, dumbbells. Two dumbbells. <laughs> My bad. Two. Oh, Paul can hold in one hand. Yes, fifteen-ish pound dumbbells that are yeah. hot pink to go by the fireplace in case you get cold whilst working out. You, sometimes you want to feel the burn. You have to feel the burn. <laughs> feel the burn. I like it's it. Good. I love, maybe my favorite scene of this movie is when Paul Green is just floored by the fact that people dance for fitness. Yeah. <laughs> he is blown away that there Jane are- Jane Fonda never heard of her. There are people out there that are like, tell me, you dance for cardiovascular fitness? <laughs> what? <I> don't, what? <laughs> It's a classic, just an absolute classic. Um, ja the character Jackie in this movie says that the nearest snow hill is over an hour away, but I've got numerous establishing aerial shots of mistletoe that beg to differ. Every over, like every drone shot is like the mountains are right next to it, like right next to it. I think what they mean is that those haven't been turned into ski resorts. And so, yes, they have the mountains, and that's why they want to build there. But the nearest, like, actual yeah. place to go well, ski. He doesn't ask away. where the nearest ski resort is. He said, where, Oh, you like to ski? Where's the nearest snow hill? That's what he says. Oh, that, that's true. Where's yeah. the nearest snow hill? Like, maybe <laughs> ask where the nearest ski lodge is, but you, why would you ask Jackie that? Why yeah, not just say the nearest ski lodge? Yeah, the, the nearest. Yeah, that's right. Right out my back door. Um, <laughs> the nearest ski lodge, he would know that information. Where's the nearest snow hill? Any hill with snow and you have skis is a snow hill. That, that's, that's just how it works. 
In fact, you don't even need skis for a snow hill. You just need snow and a hill. That's it. That's all you need. That's all you need. Um, Paul, but didn't she deliver it really well, Dan? She crushed it. Yeah. Oh. Um, and, and, you know, she just, she did. And she, like, yeah, you can tell, like, she skis and doesn't need the lodge. Like, she's yeah. like a real skier. Um, yeah, cross country. That's right. Uh, Paul Green's character can't name one reindeer. One. Not, not one? Come on, man. Like, you said your mom was into Christmas before she died, and you remember your mom. You know Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. You know it. Christmas is for people who dance for exercise. I just, <laughs> just I don't know. What is that? I don't even know what that is. Um, there's a guy in, named Carl in this movie, uh, and he's play, it's played for comedic relief the whole movie long. He can't dance. He can't do the fitness. He runs the pub, tavern, pub, whatever. And then at one point, he says the line... <laughs> Any boy born in the in our family gets the name Carl. Any boy. So if his sister has two sons, they both have to be named Carl. It's a George Foreman type situation. <laughs> George, George, George. That's exactly what it is. What in Maybe the world? Maybe Carl has a four for two also. It's a four for two. He's competing. He's competing. He does, like, he does a, a six for three maybe. Uh, yeah, I, cu- I couldn't believe that one. That one was really, really difficult. Um, and then at one point uh, when the dude, the fiance or the uh, boyfriend Bradley gets there, he says, I took about three planes, but I made it. <laughs> you don't know? You don't know for sure about. how many. You don't know how many Sherman planes. It was that. It's New York that City. To mi- is mistletoe <laughs> in South Africa? Like, how, like you came from New York City, bro. One plane gets you to the neck, the closest big city. One more plane gets you to mistletoe. That's how that works. Two's kind of a max. You took about three. <laughs> Were you on drugs? I don't know. It was. It was in the ballpark. Of three plus or minus one. I, if I, we're going to count that last one, I don't know. <laughs> two to four. Are we talking planes of existence? Is that what we're talking So, uh, yeah, that's all I got. Oh, uh, that's me now. It's me again. Yes. That's all I got. Back to you, Dan. Thanks, Dan. Uh, oh, now let's move on to uh, the What the Flicks or the Better Guess CBS, CBS uh, where we, it's a part of the show, uh, where we wonder what uh, could have been, what might have happened to get some clarity of the questions that we still have. Jax, what are you guessing about CBS? I want to know more um, about Jim, the character of Jim. I thought he was hilarious. I want to know when Jim and Lisa finally found time to make a baby because they were having difficulty doing that. Not that I want to see that on CBS, but I, I, you know, I, I'm curious. You do want to see it on another that. channel, but not on CBS. That's what you're saying. Yeah. It's not on CBS. It's not and on then, CBS. I can't watch Jag and then turn it over. To the, I can't do that. I can't. 60 minutes and then this is just... The juxtaposition here, it's yeah. just not what we the want. The God-friended me network. I just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just can't think about that. And then, honestly, like, I really want to know more about Jackie. Is she going to find yeah. love? Yeah. I, she's a single school teacher in town, and she was charmed by Paul Green, but obviously he's not the guy for her. So what's next oh boy. for yeah. Jackie? Yeah, almost like you would need, like, a full movie, I would say. <laughs> you almost yeah. would. Yeah. The sequel definitely. for all these unanswered questions. Yeah, so and it doesn't even have to be a it. Christmas one. It could be called, like, Fit. <laughs> for Jackie and it's what's the best 
Jack, Jack fit like Jackie's best fit mm-hmm, for a, mm-hmm. a, a partner. I think that yeah, would be and honestly, if it's a series, even better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fit for Jackie on CBS. Um, there's, but it's not a procedural, and there's no mm-hmm. angels involved. So I don't no. know. You Odds are against you. Yeah, for sure. Alonzo, what are you guessing about CBS in? Uh, or, or, or see the BS. Um, oh, that's way better. That's really Way good. better than mine. Okay, so Audrey makes the point throughout, and it's a valid one, that when you know the big ski resort's going to come in, they're going to have their own restaurants and their own stores, and it's going to destroy Main Street. It's going to destroy all the mom and pops. And it's going to, of course, take out the rec center. So at the end of the movie, uh, Paul Green is like, you know, committed to saving the rec center and incorporating it into the whole resort. And that's all lovely. But everything else that she raised as an objection to this resort coming in is still completely yes, valid. Carl's yes. Tavern is screwed. Yep. The auto mechanic place, all the things that she pointed out that the resort would probably kill, it will probably still kill. And we don't care because the rec center is saved. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. That's Just a really good point. Down here. Well, no, no, no. It was a I was thinking the whole movie long I was going they're going to let this thing be sold. Like you just had the feeling that that was the one thing they were going to do differently was the, you know, the ski lodge was coming to town and I was, and I was thinking they're doing a good job of, of giving you reasons why that should happen. But they also, there were plenty of small business owners that were going to be wrecked by this. You would think. Um, so Starbucks is taking out the gingerbread lattes day one. See ya sucker. (laughs) See ya. Sorry, sorry about your newborn, but yeah, yeah, we we got business. We got an Irish cream cold brew. It's better. Exactly. Uh, At least it's more. Um, (laughs) um, so, uh, mine is, is pretty simple and I, this is not a wait what, although it sounds like one, they vote on the ski lodge being sold, uh, like coming to town. The vote is cast. It is final. Gavel is banged or what have you. Um, Amanda Klutz's character goes outside because she's sad. Paul Green's character then joins her. What is everyone else doing? What 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 are they doing still in the town hall meeting? That was the big item on the list. There's nothing else to talk about. Was there more on the docket? Did they lead with the big ski lodge acquisition and now they're getting into the details of other things? They talk about parking. That's right. Parking. (laughs) Like we haven't even seen a blueprint for this thing yet. The two main players are gone. Why are we all still hanging out in here? Jackie has a big monologue. Oh, we missed the big Jackie monologue. That's what was going on. All Mm. about recycling pickup and we never got to hear it. Man. Unfortunately, Some you want to end up on the cutting room floor, but you do have that still memorized. If I'm not mistaken, Jay, you want to give it a go now or are you just not gonna... <laughs> no, there's a whole part about library hours, you know, yeah, yeah. library hours. Wow. It got real. <laughs> um, guys, this was fun. And another cool. season of deck, the Netflix CBS at all in the books, uh, yep. you know, so many memories we made along the way. Um, let's do it again next year. And obviously Jax, you'll be joining us every Thursday. Cause you, Ted's still flying mm-hmm. you down for wind calls. Thank you, Ted. Alonzo, you're going to be joining us every Monday, I believe for yeah. a, a Christmas movie every week. So it, it's see you later. It's not goodbye. And I want to yes. be very clear about that. It's an au revoir um, situation. Au revoir. That's exactly right. It's been fun. It's been a blast. Um, and since this is coming out before Christmas, maybe we, may we be, 
virtually the, the last to, the last to, to, to wish you. you a Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. No! <laughs> Get the homework is the That Sounds Fun podcast. It's produced by Tracy Noah's name. It's recorded live in, yeah, that Greenville, South Carolina. For more information on Deck the Hallmark, you can go to deckthehallmark.com. You're about to hear some ads that help keep the lights on here at the studio. Feel free to listen. Feel free to turn it off, whatever you want to. But either way, thanks so much for your support.